what is the right way to handle God's Word. The Master's key is the key to unlock what the Scriptures mean. We're going to be looking at Jesus as our role model for someone who rightly handled the Word of God. So we go to the Master, Jesus himself, the Master's key. How did the Master do it? We follow his model and we stay true to that. Then we will find the truth and the truth will set us free. free. Welcome to The Master's Key with Nigel Christensen from Celebrate Messiah. And again, Nigel, we reiterate that we're looking at uh, looking at how to handle the Bible, the Scriptures correctly. Yes. Not just Old Testament Scriptures, but New Testament Scriptures. Absolutely. Based on the way Jesus did it. Yes. It is written, and that's, that's the Master's Key, is, is how did the Master do it? Yes, exactly. So our first um, verse here today is really encapsulating the authority that Jesus has over all that we're talking about, Old Testament, New Testament. Yep. That's in the Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, yes. through whom also he created the world. Right. So that important phrase here is that Jesus is the heir. In other words, he's the culmination yep. of the scriptures. And so he represents the final word. Okay. Uh, he's not going to be superseded. Sorry, other cults and false yeah. religions. He's not going to be superseded by a later prophet yep. or a revelation because he's he is the, the heir, heir of, of all, all things. things. Okay. And what that means when we're, when we're talking about, uh, I think last time we talked about that, that marriage relationship that God wants mm. for us, the relationship, it, is it, it culminates in Jesus. Everything points yes. towards Jesus. Absolutely. He receives everything. You yes, know, exactly. At, at the end of the world, there is no divvying up. No. <laughs> Right? It all goes to Jesus, absolutely, including us, exactly, as the bride absolutely. of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. so so all things. So let me read it again. Long ago, sounds like a Star Wars thing. <laughs> and many times, and in many ways, in the past, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. Right. So we're talking the Tanakh, the Old Testament. Yes. Uh, but in these days, he's spoken to us by his son, yes. whom he has appointed the heir of all things. Absolutely. Because all those prophets actually pointed towards him anyway. Exactly. And it's also pointing to the fact that the New Testament, which was written and completed in the first century by his apostles, yep. represents the completed written revelation of God's word. Yeah. And we don't have a later prophet, a later book, who supersedes that yep. in any way. And so that means that now the Bible stands in Old Testament, New Testament as the ultimate authority of God's truth. Yes. It's the plumb line. It's the it's the straight line yep. Yep. by which everything else must be measured and be judged. But of course, the enemy is always trying to attack that. Yeah. The last thing he wants you to know is the truth. That's right. He wants you to believe that a lie. You free. Yep. He wants you deceived. He wants you bound. He wants you blinded. And so this is why Jesus warns, see that no one leads you astray. Yeah. Uh, because he said, look, there's going to be people come along who try to pretend to be me, false messiahs. And he says, many false prophets will arise and lead many, many astray. astray. Yeah. So what we were trying to do here, just remember this for, for this particular episode of yeah. the master's key, is we want to see how the master's key enables us to test the spirits. Absolutely. And to know is that truth or is that error? Exactly. By, yep. by using this key from, yes, from Jesus. Exactly. So we, given what Jesus is stating here, 
about these false prophets leading people astray. We as believers need to be alert that that's a reality. Yes, yeah. It, mu- it must be going to happen because the Messiah said it. He yeah. said there would be. Yeah. So we've got to be able to tell who's the real, real deal yeah. and who's a false prophet. And that's then this is important because this comes back to what John says in yeah, this first in, in John uh, one John four one, uh, do not believe every spirit. Test the spirits using the master's key. Yes, to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now this Great. this is even this is like less than yeah seventy years exactly after Jesus exactly yeah. In yeah. fact, First John was written probably just on fifty years after after yeah. Jesus was was raised. And so, notice important. He says, "Do not believe every spirit." So, what he's saying is, just because someone says it, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to accept it. Yeah. Okay. What does he say? But test. Yes. But yeah. test, but the, test spirits. the spirits to see whether they're from God. Exactly. There was a guy around. I'm not going to name him, um, but uh, 10, 15 years ago, he's making big waves around the the Western white middle class Christian world, and and, mm-hmm. and he was talking about. You know, I did this and did this and did this, and and I had people rang me at Rima, and they would say, "Why aren't you covering this? Hmm. This is the biggest move of God in the world." Right. And I'm looking at, it, I'm going, "That's not my God. I don't right. know what He's doing, or yes. that's not the way my Father yes. God operates." What's interesting you saying that because really what you're saying is, because you knew what the real thing was, you were able to say. This is a counterfeit. Yes. There's something wrong I'm, I'm about testing this. this spirit. It doesn't line up. Exactly. Yeah. And this is really what the Bible is saying is we there are going to be false prophets and false prophets. Yeah. And we have to know how to do the test yeah. to figure out what's true and what's yeah. not. And there's only one test, or the, the litmus is the Word of God. Exactly. Yeah. And so this is because the Word of God is truth. This follows the same principle as the federal agents in uh, the U.S., if they're teaching people to recognize a counterfeit, they don't start with counterfeits. No. What do they start with? They start with the real they thing. They start yep. with genuine yes. dollar bills or $10 bills or whatever it is they're looking yep. at, the real thing. And they study it, they feel it, they smell it, yep. they touch it. That's right. And that's what they do for the first considerable length of time is get to know the real thing. Yeah. At which point somebody hands you a counterfeit note there's something wrong you, with it. You don't need to look in depth to every single thing of it. No. You just go, no, that's wrong. There's something wrong with it. You only this. need to see one exactly. thing. And this is the thing. Uh, you and I do not, you probably get the same thing. We don't have time. Somebody goes, oh, you need to watch this video of this guy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's an hour and 10 minutes long or an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. You need to watch the whole thing. I go, no, I, I watched the first two minutes. Yes. I can tell already. Right? Yep. I don't need to minutely microscope look at the whole note. I just yep. saw in the top left-hand corner, that's wrong. Therefore, it's counterfeit. So what I want to do today is say, what does the scripture tell us what a true prophet looks like? Yes. Because the scripture is truth. Yep. So it's telling us, here's the real thing. Here's what the real thing looks like. And so we're actually going to start with two measures. And the first of that is, what is the character of a messenger such as a prophet? What character should they have? And we see this in Second Peter. Okay, so Second Peter 1, uh, and again reading from the ESV, verses 20 and 21, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy or scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, hmm. but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So one of the things we need to understand is that some false prophets are more deceiving than others. So we've got to really know what a true prophet looks like. And here is it saying that a true prophet or a true prophecy never comes from someone's own interpretation. 
nor is it ever produced by the, by the will of man. man. Yeah. So immediately you see those things cropping up in the prophecy or the nature of the person, you're going, uh-oh, yeah. this is not a true prophet. Because I know what a true prophet looks like because Scripture's told me. Yeah. And so now I can... And, and a true prophet is compelled to speak. I mean, I love what yeah. Frank Peretti did in his book, The Prophet. I don't know if you've read that one. It's a, no, one of no. his novels. But but the guy is compelled to bring these words. Mm. Like, and sometimes he doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, you look at Jeremiah. He's called the, the, the weeping prophet because God says, this is what I want you to prophesy. It's yes. not going to make any difference. No. And listen. I'm still going to have to destroy Jerusalem. And, yeah. and But you are going to... It's like, I'd, actually, you know, I'd rather not say anything if that's okay with you. <laughs> yeah. But that, that prophecy exactly. comes from God, not by the yeah. will of man. And I think that what the point that comes to is that a true prophet's message comes from God, but, and it also brings glory to God. Yes. And that's another key factor of a true prophet. Because if you often if you see false prophets, they often there's a flesh element in there. Yep. They just can't help themselves. And at some stage, they just want that light to shine on them. Yep. That spotlight's got to come on to me rather than on God. Yeah. And that's telling us there's something wrong with the character of this messenger. Yeah. This prophet is there's something, there's something got, wrong there's something there. Wrong well, and, there. and with the message as well, because you know it's it's difficult. I remember uh, it was at Micaiah at one point with I think he slapped Elisha, uh, and he said, "Yeah, where did the spirit of God go from me to you?" Yes. Um, or sorry, Zechariah with Micaiah the other way around. Um, but I'm going okay. So was this guy pretending to be a prophet? Right. Or was he genuinely deceived? Yeah. Was the voice that was speaking in his, his ear a false pro- a, fo- a, a spirit, spirit, an yeah. unclean and spirit, exactly. yeah. not the spirit of God? Could be, yeah. You know? And that, that is definitely a case that some of the, uh, the scripture talks about unclean spirits yeah. deceiving them and giving them false messages. Yeah, so, so you think you're bringing yeah. a genuine prophecy or... Yeah. The, you know, the person is genuine in what they think is, is coming from God. Sure. However, it's not. How do we test that? Exactly. So the first one is we look at their character, but then we look at the content. Yeah. We look at the content of their message. So that's in Romans chapter 12, verse Romans 6. Romans 12, and uh, Paul says this is Romans 12, 6. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy in agreement with the faith. Notice, notice the context for prophecy. Yeah. It's in agreement with the faith. It's not in isolation. Yeah. It's not my own ideas. It's not my own thoughts. It's something that stands, when compared to the Word of God, it stands as being accurate. Yeah, because when, and, when Paul and says aligned. agreement with the faith, what is the faith? The faith is what we yep. get from Scripture. Yes. Which yep. is our basis. So a true prophet's message will always align yep. to God's word. And so remember the master's key. We understand yep. it as it's written. If they're saying something that's not lining up to the word of God, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Because they 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 are trying to alter the truth. They're reinterpreting through their prophecies yeah. God's word. And that's we've already talked about the danger yep. of that. That's right. And, uh, and we need to be in a, yeah. in a place in our relationship with the Lord where we can recognize that because the, you know, when we're talking about the Federal Reserve and the, and, and, and the banknotes, the, Jesus well, is the truth. He's exactly. the one. So if the more we know him, yeah. the more we recognize this, this prophecy. And even, I mean, Paul deals with this with the Corinthians. Uh, John deals with it with yes. other people that are saying, well, John's not speaking the truth. You know, we're, mm. we're the real prophets. I don't know who this John fella is, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, well, and essentially because 
just like with the character thing, they sort of can't help the spotlights. But like, it's also the same with the content thing. It's almost like they can't start helping themselves to just take it a little bit further, yep. to sensationalize it just a little bit more, to to up it to the next level. Because it doesn't make uh, sense to me. No. You know, I remember one time, you know, I was in Elam Church, Dunedin, and the Lord said, I want you to say, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it achieves nothing. Yeah. Right? From Scripture. Yes. So, okay. So I said it. Nothing. And God goes, say it again. I said it. Nothing. And God goes, say it a third time. Yes. So out loud in church, you know, this is getting embarrassing now. So yeah. I said it a third time. Uh, nothing. Flat calm, nothing, you know. At the end of the service, this guy comes up to me. He says, he says, oh, I need to apologize to you. I go, why? He says, well, because I kept on saying to God, if that's really for me, make him say it again. Now, now I could have gone, unless a seed falls to the ground uh, and dies, it achieves nothing. Well, that doesn't make sense. So let me add a little bit of interpretation exactly. onto that. Yeah. But that's not what the Lord so, said. He said, you just bring that word. Exactly. As it's written. As it, as it is written. As it yeah. is written. Yeah. yeah. And so the minute, minute they start to take the word, God, God's word out of context, reinterpret it, or even sometimes completely con- contradict it, yes. denying it, then we know there's a serious problem yeah. that this person is not representing what a true prophet would be. And this is why the apostle... John states exactly what he does. He says that. He says, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So here's our our dividing line. So the master's key is understanding the word of God as it's written. If we stay true to that and and we therefore we know the truth, then when someone says something which is contrary to the word of God, we will go, that's a spirit of error. That's not the spirit of truth. We need to know the word of God for that. Yes. Look at the Lord of the Rings. Now, if I use the movies, the Lord of the Rings, three movies, and and they're great, right? Nothing wrong with them. But the Tolkien buffs, as soon as the first one came out, Right, all those that really, really know the the the, the, they go, no, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Right, which is fine, and Peter Jackson was fine with that too because it was an interpretation. Yes, but they were able to do that. Because they knew Absolutely. the content of the book from having Absolutely. read it over and over and over. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just a case of saying, um, oh, in fact, it happened recently on um, on The Chosen, the TV program, The Chosen. I don't know if you've seen that, but no, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Jesus goes into the synagogue and he heals a man on the Sabbath day sure. right, with a withered hand. And the Bible specifically says it was the right hand. Right. But in the TV program... It was the left hand, uh, right? And everybody's up at arms over this. Oh go, no, no, no. It is written. Yes. It was the right hand. Yes. You know? Yeah. But if you don't know what's written, yes. it's very easy to be deceived yep. by somebody who says, this is what God's saying. You Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So we as believers, we need to be staying true yep. to God's word. And the way we do that was using the master's using key. Using the master's key. So we understand it as it's written, and therefore we rightly divide the word of truth, and therefore we stop ourselves falling into error or deception. We're not easily dissuaded by plausible arguments or deceived. We are able to go, no, that's not true. I know because the word of God says this, and I'm staying true to what God says because he is the truth, 
And if I go anywhere else, I'm not going to get the truth. I'm just going he to... is the way. He is the truth. He exactly. is the life. No man comes to the Father God except, except through, through Jesus. So everything is according to Christ. Everything's according to Jesus. If we do it according to him, then we're on the right path. All right, so I hope you've uh, learned from this how to use the master's key. If this is the only video in the series that you've watched, go and uh, check out the other ones on our channel and uh, learn how to use that master's key, learn how to divide the word of God correctly, not incorrectly, so that you will not be deceived, so that God will get the glory. Amen.